Thank you for tuning in to Cop One Comic. I'm Brian Cop, and we are with comic Sarah Hartshorn. Sarah Hartshorn, how the hell are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm cooking. I'm good. Yes, shakshuka. You just you described it to me. It sounded like a magic trick. I couldn't make that in a million years. Ah, and with oh. with, the, with the eggs, is it disgusting or not? No, but I love eggs, so it's uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, so do I, but with tomato sauce and all the other stuff. It's it's not really a tomato sauce. It's so hard to describe. Um, it's it's like it's more like um, like very soft delicious sauteed vegetables including tomatoes yeah um and then you make a bed and then you crack the eggs into them <laughs> it's you delicious make, you make a bed and the eggs lie in it i love it and we follow mm-hmm. you online you're doing comedy du- online during the quarantine and they can find everything there at sarah hartshorn or sarah b hartshorn mm-hmm. yeah twitter it's sarah hartshorn instagram it's sarah b hartshorn either way if you search for sarah hartshorn yeah, um, and then, you will find me. You will find her, and she's making shakshuka. And yeah. um, and one 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 of the questions I have is, you have an abortion. We're going to talk about abortion rights and laws today. Yeah. And, and you, and when you told me about this, I was like, oh, that's cool. You work for an uh, you know abortion rights thing, non for profit. Yeah. That's awesome. You're like, no, it's a comedy thing too. And so where it can is. They, where can they find that online? I guess yeah, you have a, a it's link a, I, here. I, I work for Abortion Access Front. Um, we're a nonprofit organization started by Liz Winstead, who is the co-creator of The Daily Show. So um, she had, you know, made The Daily Show. She'd also helped start um, uh, Air, um, Air America. No, not Air America. Radio America? Air yeah. Radio yeah. America? The What's thing that, that Rachel with Maddow with got Franken. her start on. Yeah, with, with Al, Al Franken, Franken and everything. Yeah. So she'd been doing a lot of, you know, political comedy type stuff, and she wanted to start a nonprofit that would actually sort of, you know, make a difference and give people direction and things to do. Um, And so, yeah, she started Abortion Access Front after she had visited a bunch of independent abortion clinics. So what we do is we do two things. One, we help raise awareness about abortion rights by making funny videos. Like we have a TikTok. Um, You can follow us on there. You'll see me being very dumb. Um, <laughs> I'm also on TikTok. You can follow me there. Um, and uh, so we did that. And we sort of raise awareness about a lot of the issues that are facing independent abortion clinics. And then um, we also pr- actually provide on the ground support to independent abortion clinics. So once a year, normally this time of year, actually, we would be touring right now, going all over <sighs> the country, to putting on shows and visiting independent abortion clinics and sort of bringing the community together to help lend some support because independent abortion clinics, which just means not Planned Parenthood basically do 65% of the abortions in America, but they obviously get, you know, a quarter of the funding. Um, and, uh, I mean, maybe less, um, and, you know, just a lot less support in general. So we try to kind of help rally the, like liberal bubbles in very red states around these independent clinics to help just get them whatever they need. You know, a lot of them are targeted by some really intense groups. Um, You know, there's a group called Operation Save America, which has thousands and thousands of members all across the country, and they will target clinics. They'll go, they'll show up. Hundreds of people will show up to protest. So like if you're trying to get an abortion in, say, Milwaukee or something, there's one clinic left, and you'll have to walk through a throng of like hundreds of people, you know, 
screaming at you um, and yeah. trying to get you to change your mind. Even a lot of times, even if you're not necessarily getting an abortion, right? Maybe you're going <laughs> for um, like just a pap smear or whatever. Or a lot of times they're the only places, you know, in a lot of these areas where uh, trans people can get healthcare, can get their hormones or even just regular healthcare. It can be really helpful for them to go to an abortion clinic because the doctors are a lot more likely to have knowledge of the health issues that are facing them, whether it's related to their transition or not. So yeah, yeah instead of putting rant, it on but, some meta, you know, thinking that, oh, this person, this transgendered person is obviously confused. I'm not right. going to put him or her on hormones. I'm going to send this person to counseling so that they do not transition ever. Right, right. Well, yeah. Or, you know, whatever it is, like, it, it can also just be hard, like, you know, whether you're passing or not, right? Like if you are a passing, is, it means like, you know, if you are a trans man and people wouldn't necessarily know that you were trans, they would just think you were maybe a cis man. Um, you know, like I, I've heard a lot of stories about, um, you know, trans people who are passing who will go to the doctor and have to be like, oh, no, no, that is not an issue that is facing me. I do not have a penis <sighs> or I do not have a vagina or whatever it is, you know? Yeah. Um, so, uh especially like trans men, you know, they still are, are dealing with a lot of the issues that come with a, a bio, you know, a, a yeah. body that was born female. So um, abortion clinics provide a lot of that care. And it's just like a compassionate understanding place yeah. um, that that can be really helpful. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think there's only a couple of those in New York City, or at least those that are cheaper. You know, I, th yeah. I think, yeah, a couple of those clinics, they have a certain, I forgot the name, but um, I think there's one in Harlem and then there's one down there by Washington Square Park. But yeah, you really need somebody understanding of these issues. And um, and so it's good. Yeah, a lot of these places, it's nice. Like when uh, Big Mouth did that educational episode, I think they did it for Planned Parenthood, which is probably, you know, which is not your, what you're talking about, but just educating people that they do much more than that. And so maybe the throngs right. of people wishing these these poor men and women death is not the, not the way to go. Well, right. And it's just like, it's not, you know, abortion is healthcare. Cause that's also the thing, like people do love to stress that Planned Parenthood does more than abortions. And that's absolutely true. And that healthcare is absolutely very important. Um, and, uh, you know, like that, it, that is worth like protecting and, and being passionate about. But the thing is, is like, even if all Planned Parenthood did was abortions, that's still healthcare. That's still important, yeah. right? That's still something that like, shouldn't be demonized and you know we have such like there's so much policing going on of you know cis uh, or uh, of like you you know people with uteruses I almost said cis women but obviously that's not true uh but like of people with uteruses and, and of our bodies like it's really um it comes at, at every level, but, and so I think it's important to just be like, you know, people, so a lot of people say like, nobody likes abortions. I love abortion. Abortion's great. Like <laughs> I love abortion That's providers. It. Uh, I'm for it, you know? Yeah. As long as it's legal, you know, these, these right. people shouldn't be facing threats when they go in the door. Like these threats should not be made right. more, le more legal than the, the actually legal abortion yeah. that's going on inside. And, and, you know, you know, all these laws, you know, they're trying to nibble away, given the conservative, you know, now that Trump got a justice or two on the court, yeah. they are testing these things, even bringing that Louisiana case up, which lost mm -hmm. because it was exactly the same case it was exactly as the, the Texas same. case. Yeah, but, but so in doing so. if you're listening and you don't know, um, the Supreme Court just ruled on a case that would have forced abortion clinics to have admitting privileges uh, to local hospitals, um, which just means that, like, 
basically a local hospital would have to agree to see their patients if there was an emergency, which makes no sense because A, for a million reasons, but number one, if there is an emergency and someone goes to the emergency room, the emergency room is going to see them. Like that's how that works. Um, But uh, the other reason that it's bullshit is that it's very hard for abortion clinics to find um, a hospital that will admit them, especially, uh, you know, in a more conservative state, because also like, something like, I don't know, 20 to 40% of all hospitals in a given state are Catholic and will not provide reproductive health care across the board if it does go against their beliefs. So uh, it was an especially bullshit case because the Supreme Court had ruled on a literally identical case out of Texas in, oh, I can't remember what year now. I really should. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 2016, maybe. I'm not sure. About four four years. A while ago is the point. Um, Yeah, and it can't unduly burden a constitutional right. And so I think it had a net net effect of creating exactly one abortion, um, you know, hospital in Louisiana or something. But but Well, there already was, yeah. Yeah. it was one clinic and they're amazing. They're great. And they did continue to provide care while facing this lawsuit. But the reason this lawsuit was also so dangerous is that it slightly differed from the uh, Texas case in that they also wanted to make it illegal for clinics to sue on patients' behalf, which would mean that if there was a patient who was not able to receive an abortion or who, or who was being blocked from receiving an abortion, um, they would have to take on that legal burden themselves. The financial cost, the time, the all of that; those commitments would be placed on the patients. Wow. Um, uh, so yeah, that was another. So that's another reason that we were super nervous, and one of those reasons why we were waiting for the decision to come down because it was one of those where like it could have seemed like a win because the hospitals didn't have to have admitting privileges, but then if they'd like ruled that clinics weren't allowed to to sue on behalf of their patients. That's also bullshit because it would have affected other types of healthcare, right? Like if there was, I don't, I can't think of a good example, but like, well, okay. Black women are something like 284 times more likely to die in childbirth than white women, um, regardless of their income or education level or anything. Um, And so if a patient felt like they weren't receiving care, they were receiving biased care, Um, they would have like all of the burden of proving that legally would be placed on the patient themselves. They couldn't get help from like a health clinic or like, right. Like if they had, uh, you know, if they were going to like a small independent women's health clinic and then got mistreated at a hospital, like, um, so it had bigger ramifications. Uh, I don't know if that makes any sense. That's a little bit inside baseball. Oh yeah. Um, But it, but it kind of gave the court an excuse to write out a roadmap for how to overturn Roe versus Wade in the future. Like didn't they they write the opinion in such a way that gave, you know, it gave Republicans, all right, well, if we want to overturn it, here's what we're going to have to do. Yeah. Well, and everyone was all upset because like, um, you know, one thing that Kavanaugh wouldn't do when he was being confirmed, they kept being like, you think that Brown versus the Board of Education is great, right? And he kept sort of being like, yeah, you know, it's fine. It's like, oh, he would like <laughs> hem and haw and he wouldn't just be like, yes, I like that ruling. Like, right. And a lot of people think that the reason that he didn't do that and the reason a lot of conservative justices wouldn't do that is because they didn't want to set a precedent of saying like, I support prior rulings yeah. of the Supreme Court because 
they wanted it to be easier to overturn Roe v. Wade. But then luckily, I mean, and Kavanaugh did dissent on this case. He did. He didn't want like he wanted hospitals to have to have admitting privileges because he's a dick and the literal worst. His dissent (laughs) is so petty. I read it and I was like, like, it's like, if you read it, he sounds I mean, he is a frat bro. Like, it's one of those things where it's just like. I really tried not to like hear it in his voice because I was like, Sarah, like be open minded. Maybe it's not the worst. It was the worst. Um, anyways, yeah, that's all. I, that's I love that all. though. I, re- I yeah. read it like a frat bro. You should do that as sketch comedy, you know, like put out a sketch. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for a, a abortion access front where you are reading that dissent as frat bro. As like, yeah. Justice Kavanaugh. Um, so like these women, like they want like abortions, and it's like, what? Like, just have a good time, bro. Like, just like be chill. That's basically his policy. It's like, just be chill. Like, get me a beat. Like, when do we get a beer, though? <laughs> but I love the fact that he probably said, Oh, we, we don't, we shouldn't treat precedent so deferentially. But of yeah. course, he's going to use the opposite argument in any other opinion that he cares oh, about. Oh, a hundred percent. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I actually, I really like, I really like reading the dissents um, on any case, like of either side. Like I love Sotomayor wrote a dissent on a case recently that was about immigration law. Um, and it was really beautiful. It was, yeah, it's really interesting to see. I feel like dissents is where Supreme Court's justices like tend to really show who they are. Right. Cause yeah. if they're agreeing a, a lot of times it's more likely to have been written by a clerk because they're like, yeah, I agree, whatever. But if they dissent, then that's them being like, these are my opinions and I really have them. And yeah. it tends to just be where they like really shine yeah. and show their asses. Because even um, in a, whether that's a good in thing a, or a bad thing. In approving, sometimes they're only approving in part anyway. It's like, yeah, yeah I'm voting with a majority, but I'm really only voting on this limited uh, issue or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but then um, she can go all journal, Sotomayor. Yeah, have you read, uh, what's his name? Who's the, who's the black justice? What's his name? Oh, the dude, yeah, just, conservative, uh, conservative dude. Yeah, yeah, Clarence Thomas. He's always in the dissent. Does he write good dissents? Because he doesn't talk about that. Does he just write good, good dissents? Like, are they well written? I know he dissents all the time. I don't know. I have only read one, and it was like years ago, and I was very annoyed at the time. So I probably read it in a stupid voice. You know what I mean? Like, I was mad enough that I was like, oh, I'm Clarence Thomas, and this is what I think. Like, that's how I read it <laughs> in my head. So I don't know. Which is, um, I, 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 think I haven't, that's like, I, yeah. That's a constitutional right as well, is reading dissents and stupid voting. 100%. 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, what what other stuff is making its way into your comedy? Like, I know your videos could be on Abortion Front, um, which is an Instagram handle and has uh, 14,000 followers. So if if I'm seeing you there, kind of what are you, you know, what sketch videos that are taking the piss out of abortion or, I guess, pro-lifers, you know, what's making it on there? Well, actually, right now, we just finished up a big week of actions where we were targeting the group I mentioned earlier, Operation Save America, um, which I keep accidentally calling Operation Save Abortion. And I'm like, no, no, that's literally (laughs) the opposite of what they want to do. I got (laughs) to stop calling them that. Yeah, you're doing their job for them. You're making it easy. Um, uh, I'm like, "Mm, that's better. You guys should do that. Operation Save Abortion. Come on. Um, (laughs) No. So, uh, but they're this huge group. And the reason that we were sort of um, like going after them a little bit is that they are very influential. And it's like, when you hear about like, like, I know one thing that a lot of people hear about is like, oh, you know, it's important to like pull Biden to the left. Right. And it's like, that's what Bernie's doing. And like Bernie's base is going to like pull Biden to the left. These are like the exact opposite of that. They are the people that are pulling Trump to the right. 
Um, they are his most virulent, crazy, um, uh. like base. They really like him. And they are the ones that are like, just pulling all of the, the GOP to the right. They do lobby a lot. Um, and they also like have members who are elected officials. So, um, and they do a lot of like campaigning for those elected officials. And, uh, so it's like, the, yeah, that's that base. And we just kind of wanted to draw attention to that, to be like, this is who your city councilor is listening to if yeah. you live in these States. Oh, cool. um, and so this is why it's so important to like make your voice heard if you disagree with them. So that was sort of the, the thrust of what we were doing. Um, and you know, yeah. So a lot of our videos are literally just us like lip syncing to their videos because <sighs> they are so banana pants. I can't even tell you like, is that this pro-lifers have a lot to say video? Is that you? Are you blind in that video? Oh yeah. That, well, that's me. No, that's uh, that's just me pointing out that pro-lifers are like, all lives matter. Love the unborn. Kids in cages? Who cares? What? Yeah, Black yeah. Lives Matter? No, I don't <laughs> think so. And it's like, what are you? Come on now. Um, is, that, is that doing well on, on TikTok? I would think it, I, I yes, would think it does yeah. well. Yeah. It is doing well. Yeah, we, uh, we, uh, we really love TikTok. It's so funny. It's really great. It's sort of taken off. There's such a great, like, liberal activist core group of people on TikTok. Um, it really, like, gives me hope for the future because I see these kids, like, just really educating themselves. And I love TikTok. Like I've learned so much about like, I don't know, um, what it's like to live as a handicapped person in America, uh, what it's like to be an indigenous person in America. I've learned a ton about indigenous culture. Like I was so surprised. I hated the app so much. I was like, this is stupid, but I would still spend hours on it. And I was like, oh, it's so <sighs> stupid, but it's so addicting. But then slowly like your for you page, it really learns what you like and what uh... you, will enjoy really fast. And so it started showing me like more activist stuff, you know, and really like great educational stuff. And then I got very into zookeeper uh, TikTok, which is where I live right now. Uh, it's just like zookeepers because they're bored during the quarantine. No one can go to zoos. So they just make videos with the animals. Yes. And there's also aquarium TikTok. And I tell you what, black, gay, aquarium and zoo TikTok is the place to be. It is my favorite place. <laughs> I have several crushes on aquarium employees and zookeepers um, who are these hot freaking lesbians. Yes. <laughs> I'm obsessed. And it's so niche because it really does. You, it like, you get into these, it's like, they people joke about it on the app. People are like, oh yeah, this is like alt witch TikTok. This is, there's apparently frog TikTok, which I have not seen, but apparently it exists. Um, and it's so funny. It's the weirdest app. It truly is a mystery. Like it, uh, it is the confusing Google Translate of apps, but I love it. <laughs> well, we're going to check all that out. It sounds like, so you're Sarah Hartshorn uh, even at TikTok, or are you Sarah B. Hartshorn? I think so, yeah. Either Sarah Hartshorn or Sarah B. Hartshorn. If I'm not Sarah Hartshorn, it's only because someone else was. Um, yeah, some, so some, la some less funny. Yeah, some yeah. less funny person. But check out her videos, because then your For You page is going to be populated with hilarity. Sarah That's Hartshorn, true. thank you so much for coming on. Oh, my gosh. Thank you for having me. What great timing. My shakshuka is done. <laughs>